Hey, stud. Welcome to the fantasy affair, where obsession is accepted. It's okay. Your secret is safe with me. All right. Howdy, my friends and family. Welcome to the Fantasy Affairs Football Podcast. My name is Brian Manganero, and I am your host. Uh, joined, as always, by my boys and your favorite analysts. Uh, let's get in with Maddie Daddy. How's it going, Maddie? Ooh, ooh. Doot, 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 baby. Maddie Daddy's ready to rock. Let's get it. Attaboy, attaboy. As in, always with energy, my man. Uh, next on the docket, in your heads, maybe in your closet, lurking in the corner, Sean the Madman Pomroy. How is it, brother? I like that intro. I am in your closet. I'm in your mother's closet. And I'm in your – no, I'm not going to say your child's closet because that's too much. <laughs> I am in your closet and your mama's closet. Good to be here Tuesday, fun day, talking with my friends day. And I love it. Yes, buddy. And all of the closets, beware. Take a look before you step in your bedroom again next time. Uh, <laughs> finally, I got to bring in my guy, Sip and Rye, DJ Berkalicious. E, how are you, dude? I do like a little uh, a little overproof rye bourbon in my old fashioned little little uh, brown sugar simple syrup. I just heard this thing today. Uh, he he takes cedar chips. He he smokes them. He puts the glass over it so it smokes the glass, takes it out, and it adds flavor. So I'm gonna try that out. But yeah, Tuesdays are the best. We got a little football today. Excited to get into what we saw. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Burke, you know, you'll have to come visit my bar uh, when you can. I actually use a a barrel oak stave from a local bourbon and I torch that, uh, then I put one the glass after, over it. So yeah, one after my own heart. I just learned that it's, it's oof. Can't oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the next level. So, um, all right guys, welcome in, uh, this show. We were talking of course, fantasy, uh, in the future of the season, who's in, who's out mean girls segment. Uh, we're forming the click. We're going to see who's going on, uh, who's moving in, who's moving out, uh, towards the rest of the season. So you can kind of find those trade targets for your teams. <laughs> Um, so much fun uh, with this. I have a feeling some tempers are going to flare. Uh, feelings are going to get hurt with the madman coming in here, firing off. Uh, I I'm ready for it. So, um, but, but with you guys, I really wanted to uh, start the show with a message to all of our fantasy affairians, friends and families. Um, we, we, we love you guys all. We support you all. And we're, we're here for you um, on our various uh, social media platforms and, and through our podcast, even um, one of our own staffers and one of our essential guys here at the Fantasy Affairs has uh, come down with COVID along with his significant other. Uh, currently, they are okay, back to good health, um, and it's just kind of a very uncertain, scary time uh, and and a little bit of a dark time. Humanism seems to be lost and looks grim, but um, you know we're here to tell you that we are here for you. Uh, we're here for one another, and um, even in the darkest of times, you can't take away from all of the beauty that is is surrounding us and our friends and family. So do what you can to be a good neighbor, a good partner, and most importantly, a good human. Um, please and, and, and enjoy this fantasy football as an outlet um, to kind of get away from these dark times. And, and remember always why you started it. You know, let this be so much fun um, and, and, and enjoy the games with your friends and families, just like we're doing here as a staff at Fantasy Affairs. Um, so we, we thank you all. So uh, go ahead there. Yeah. When a quote comes to mind in these dark times, when you're going through hell, keep going. That's it. 
That's all. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's, there's nothing, um, you know, perseverance is, is one of the strongest um, uh, attributes a human can have. So, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out to our, um, our staffer uh, and, and, you know, and to all families and, and friends and our listeners and our Farians that um, have been, um, you know, affected by, by COVID and, and these, these dark times. So um, let's get back into uh, the shining light that is fantasy football. Uh, I want to get started with some newsworthy uh, notes and, and stuff around from the league. A uh, couple injury updates, as we all saw, Dalvin Cook went down. It's officially an adductor groin strain. Uh, he's definitely going to be out next week, it looks like. Uh, and then they have a bye week. Uh, essentially, some are saying that he'll be able to be back by then because it's an extra week of rest. But uh, are, are we feeling good, Maddie Daddy, about Dalvin Cook going forward? Or does Madison have legit rest of season upside because he's maybe injury prone? I definitely, if I have Cook, I'm sweating right now. I definitely want a piece of Madison. Um, I don't know the period for it. I think Cook tried to come back in the game, and I guess it wasn't wasn't right. Hip abductor, I don't know enough about. Uh, but, yeah, Madison's a game changer, man. That's a RB1 that you're getting your hands on. Uh, I think it's just kind of too, too early to tell. But, yeah, I'd be sweating if I was a Cook owner. For sure. And, you know, with discussions of spending fab, just like we've been doing, you talk about a guy like Mike Davis, where some people spent around 30, 40%, even for that four week rental. Um, you know, we talk about Madison being that replacement, possible RB1 solution at the position. Are you buying just a weak win, Berkey, or are you buying a weak win plus some extra touches moving forward? Yeah, he has a little bit of standalone value. I think we all already valued him pretty high. He should be rostered. Uh, for this reason, and then going forward, Delvin's not exactly the pillar of health. You know, he's no Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but I'm in the camp that if you don't own him, it's, I'm not going to go get him. He is not Kareem Hunt. So I don't think Madison and Tony Pollard of the world, there's one more that escapes me right now, are necessarily just going to come in and take over the role. Uh, it, it's tough to make it in the NFL. And although they all look exceptional right now, they're high-end handcuffs. Uh, they have a little bit of standalone value, too. It's I'm not going to overpay in a dynasty. I am going to put in a ton of fab if he is, for whatever reason, available. Uh, available, but I'm assuming he's he's probably already taken. Right, he's about seventy-five uh, percent owned in most leagues, so it's not that he's out there. But check, just take a peek. Uh, check, yeah. you know uh, for sure because uh, honestly, in a, in a year like this, uh, you need a win now. Just win a week and, and move forward. It's week to week this year. So, um, all right. Also up on the injury update. Uh, Keenan Allen, back spasms, left the game, unknown timetable. And, of course, great time for Mike Williams to make an entrance into 2020, looking like the Mike Williams that we hope can be available and present every single game. Uh, is this more a product of Justin Herbert, Sean, or is uh, Mike Williams actually a legitimate option? Fuck! That, was a, that came out of nowhere last night, huh? Just out of nowhere. Here comes Mike Williams falling on his back, catching bombs. Like, this is what he does. The Mike Williams catch. We've seen it a million times. Falling on his fucking head backwards, leaping through two guys, makes the catch. Uh, dude, he makes some big catches, and Herbert's got a big arm. You'd like to think there was a little – a little. there were some whispers in the, the weeds about Mike Williams getting some value back. And now, if Keenan misses any bit of time – you'd see that chemistry develop too. Like off this game alone, it, it looked like they got a little bit of chemistry going. 
So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I picked them up off of waivers in one league the day before the game. It was pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was just about the time. I don't, I don't know that I'm starting them right off. I think I got a bye week next week actually. So um, we don't know. That's the whole thing about Keenan. It was perfect timing. Uh, we'll see. I love when my guys combine their injuries with bye weeks. It's a nice feeling. You're just like, all right, fine. Take that time to rest up. It's good. I'll see you when you get back. Now I don't have to deal with your bye anymore. Right. Um, so hopefully Keenan's good, man, because I, I love Keenan. I got him in, I got him all over the place. Uh, get well, Keenan. Herbert's looked great, guys. Herbert's looked pretty damn good. So I'm Absolutely. interested in Chargers. I'm interested Absolutely. in every Chargers. So, uh, with that said, moving to the next wide receiver, Sammy Watkins with a hammy issue. Uh, this brings up uh, the enigma of Nicole Hardman. Uh, are we going to see him actually get the uptick of targets and, and be that crazy? Oh, no. there we go. And that, I, I believe that's my answer as well is just no. And I know that was Madman that just barked out that. But um, Maddie Daddy, what do you talk? Maddie Daddy, tell, tell Madman about Nicole Hardman. Man, what are you saying no to? Are you saying no to a wide receiver three with week winning upside? Like, can win the week for you. What's no. high-powered Chiefs offense? Sammy Watkins no. out. I mean, to me, this is – I'd be buying McCall Hart. This is sexy. Yum, yum. I don't like three targets a game, four targets a game, whatever the fuck he gets. I don't Sean, like yum, yum. Big play, no. man. Big play. Yeah. I've made so many anti-Mikol Hardman bets. It's ridiculous. We want to crown him like Tyree Kill. He's not. Like, he's going to get some fucking touches, some trick play touches. And, yeah, he could take it to the house. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Jarvis Landry in your starting lineup or McCole Hardman? You're mean. You're being mean. (laughs) It's Landry. You're being I think I'm starting Hardman. And I'm going for those big money points. That's what I said. Wide receiver three with winning upside, baby. Half half point or uh, PPR? Are we talking here? Oh, don't even. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Come on. You're not starting Landry. (laughs) Yeah, you are starting Landry. No. Okay. You are. Hardman is no. a Pro Bowl caliber punt returner. Okay, his Bang. routes are, are sticky as hell. But four targets a game for Pat Mahomes is still something. Uh, and Tyreek, if you see Sammy playing this year, they've got him involved a lot, especially in the goal line, also with a little bit of Hardman, because Tyreek and Kels draw so much attention. So, if he is able to step into the role, wide receiver three with weak winning upside is great. He's going to end up like a wide receiver three, 30, 30 35. But that's because one week he'll have 40, and another week he'll have two. So, uh, I will say that I, I am interested in buying him because draft – this is Dynasty. Future draft picks bust, right? And I'm getting offers for seconds for him, and I'm just turning them down. So, I will offer a second for him because if I'm going to take a second-round pick, whoever they may be next year – or Hardman on the Chiefs right now with Sammy out, I'll take Hardman. So I do agree the value raises, but come on, man. Miko's <laughs> no solid wide receiver. It's but be, do you it's want the to see what, dude? I might want Robinson yeah. more than Hardman. Okay, it's gonna so, be interesting to see what happens. It's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what happens. Uh, so it's it's just like we said, it, it's the enigma of what if. So here it is, and we will see how it comes out. Um, moving on, I think we all know, and if we didn't see, we have heard uh, about Dak and his injury. Um, and, and, you know, obviously this is just a situation where we just pray for him to get better. And 
our thoughts and uh, go out to him and his family. It's great to see his tweet with his brother, uh, Tad, uh, just, you know, smiles and, and thumbs up in the hospital. I think we all know Dak is that type of character guy that's going to uh, just just work his ass off to get back. And, and hopefully we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. But I, I we're definitely have not seen the last of Dak Prescott in the NFL. Um, so moving on to fantasy relevant situations from that, obviously Andy Dalton takes over at quarterback. Um, and, you know, I, I have to mention this because I noticed this live. Um, in his series, uh, when he took over, it went automatically three targets to Amari, three, two targets to CD Lamb, and then Gallup on the next three. And then after that, he mixed them all up. I feel like he was a kid at Christmas opening up like the Nintendo 64 and then the expansion kit. And oh, then I love the, game. the throwback. Yes. Like, you know, you opened like... up at 64 because that's when you were actually excited. Yeah, somebody buys you a 360 or a one or whatever the hell they're coming out with. It's You're just, a grown man now, but when you were a kid, you got a 64. Or for me, when I got a Super Nintendo, because I was way behind the curve, I flipped the <laughs> fuck out. Then I opened the gun for Duck Hunt. Yes, well, I yes, lost my is, mind. I lost that my is mind. What it kid. felt like for Andy yeah. Dalton because immediately it was like, oh my god, I have Amari Cooper. Bang, three targets. Holy crap, I have CeeDee Lamb. Bang, two targets. And then, oh, my God, Michael Gallup is streaking down the side three targets. And then it just – he started, you know, gaining a little grease. So, uh, Sean, what do you what do you think about uh, Andy Dalton getting a little oh, bit of – Oh, the Red up? Rocket. We want the rifle. Red Rocket. The Red Rifle. The Red Rocket. Red Rifle. The red red rifle. Red rocket. He might be a rocket now. He's a cowboy. One <laughs> of the stars, baby. He's a spicy little sausage is what he is. And I want – if I was deck owner, if I lost him in a super flag, I would pay. I think Dalton's going to succeed. I think Dalton is going to do is going to be like a borderline QB one on the back end. I think I think Dalton's going to do some things, man. He's there's very few backups that have his resume. You can shit all over Dalton all you want. I don't think he's washed. I think it's going to be a whole other story. And like you just said, it's a he's a kid on Christmas Day. So yeah, give me some rocket, man. I think he's going to be a pretty solid asset going for 2020. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, you know, and it just, it's, it's fun to see that happen. Uh, we love to see like resurgence of career. So uh, uh, just like we wish the best for Dak, we wish the best for Dalton and uh, to keep those targets going and, and just be a kid on Christmas, opening up those presents every day. Um, okay. Moving forward quickly, DJ Chark, ankle injury. Uh, he's, he's in and out of the injury reports and whatnot. So we're just kind of maybe paying attention to Keelan Cole, uh, you know, maybe not nothing there, and maybe not much of anything there. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more about DJ Chark moving forward. Um, and we've got a coaching change that is effective next week. Dan Quinn let go uh, after the own five start from the Atlanta Falcons. Dirk Cutter and Raheem Morris, the offensive and defensive coordinators, will co-head coach the team. Uh, Berkey, what happens here? What changes are made to this team to start to win in a fantasy uh, spectrum? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're talking about the Falcons? Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't, I don't know. Just cover somebody and you'll win. <laughs> Just cover somebody. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, Matt Ryan's going to call that uh, those plays, the offensive coordinator say They're going to make the defensive coordinator the head coach, which is hilarious because the problem was the defense. Um, so I'm still all in on all my Falcons. And uh, it's, it can't hurt. Okay? It's not going to hurt. 
Right. You, you can't think it can't hurt, especially with such a veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan being under center. It may be a Peyton Manning situation, not, not making that comparison. I just mean as far as the situation of Peyton running out there and the playbook is in his head. He calls a play. We could see that happen. Hopefully that Julio Jones can get on the field healthy for Matt Ryan because it seems he can do absolutely nothing without him. So it's crazy the correlation between them because uh, like Julio doesn't score touchdowns. So like Julio gets him down there and Just then they get him. then he gets in the touchdown yeah. somebody else. Reminds but, me a lot of Andy Dalton and AJ Green. What about your mom? It, it reminds me a lot of Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, how they were so reliant on each other. A.J. Green is out. Suddenly they think Dalton is trash because the offense is bad, and they bench him, whereas if Green had been there, it makes you wonder. You know? Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's a crazy question, you know, because the stat, uh, Julio Jones has never been the touchdown guy. He hasn't been Matt Ryan's red zone touchdown guy, yet when he's not on the field, there's still no touchdowns happening. So, uh, we'll see what can happen when uh, Julio gets back and with what's going on with, uh, you know, uh, potential offensive changes, most likely going to be on the defensive side of the ball because that's where the woes have been. But I just need, I need to move forward. This has happened tonight. We are in a special position recording uh, this podcast on Tuesday night after the game, uh, the, the Bills Titans game, the unexplicable has happened. And I, I can't even bring to words, but the, the New York Jets have dropped Le'Veon Bell, thus spending $12 million more this year rather than keeping him on the roster till the end of the year and only having to lose $4 million. So by – I guys, someone help me. Like, someone please. I, I'm the I'm resident Jets fan here at the Fantasy Affair football staff. Uh, I, I, I'm t- I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Uh, anyone, please give me a lifeline. Nobody and cricket, that's, that's what I get. It's crickets from all my guys. I love <laughs> you is. all. Thank yeah, you so much. I'm nothing. I got nothing for you, buddy. Nothing. <laughs> 2021 is coming. Uh, and then when you get to 2021, you just look out like 10 years and you got something. Okay. Uh, you just to stay in this. New York for 10 years, but. Jesus. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I can't officially renounce my fandom uh, as I've, I've tried to say that to my significant other, and I got back if I had a nickel for every time I've heard you say that. <laughs> so um, it's, it's just such a tough road. Burke, you and I will have a conversation about uh, the woes soon. I'm thinking a, I'm thinking a high top table for two at the bar. Uh, to yeah. talk about our Lions and Jets woes as uh, true just, fans. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Get some, get some fried food to, you know, dry our tears. Get some shots. Yeah, yeah, get, yes, get some please. Boilermakers. I think I might the go shots will be – start Jaeger bombing that shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I okay know. with it. Let's get some Fernet involved. I'm, I'm ready. So, uh, just real quick, um, if anyone – like, top landing spots for Le'Veon Bell – in for his production um immediately mine that came to mind just because i know lev would love to do this is the new england patriots uh i think if they were able to actually use him as a full running ass a full 
centerpiece as a running back along with Cam to run that ridiculous RPO system, that could be extremely dangerous because they would know what they have in Lev Bell and not need to cycle out five different mediocre guys. Um, and he would get to play the Jets twice again and just look Adam Gase straight in the face after he drops, you know, 150 yards and two tugs. So, uh, Sean, Madman, where would you like to see Lev Bell end up? You nailed it. Um, I think it's one of the best cases. I can't really think of anywhere. And the Patriots, I make that's that would be a nice, that would be real nice with Cam. You you, you called it, man. I think uh, you, I can't even think of anywhere else now that you said that. <laughs> I like it. I make I make the madman speechless. Um, Maddie, Daddy, fill me in. Yeah, man. I just think maybe Bell's best best move right now is just to come home. Why not Pittsburgh? He saw how bad it was here. Why not go back to Pittsburgh, where Connors ha- has a little trouble staying on the field? I'm sure they could use them both. Uh, Bell's such a receiver. Why not? Like to me, that makes sense. I don't know fantasy wise, but shoot. It just, to me, it, it's just that proper ending, you know? Right, right. And, you know, I saw a really uh, a great, I think it was maybe J.J. Zacharyson on Twitter, um, but the same exact thing uh, with the picture of Bell in his Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, the old school striped Bumblebee uniform. Um, look at what the Cleveland Browns were able to do with Chubb and Hunt why couldn't you do that with Connor and Bell? And I believe keeping Connor off the field, not off the field, but keeping Connor in a balance with Bell keeps him healthy and also expands that offense a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Berkey, what do, you, what do you got for thoughts on, on Lev Bell landing spot? Well, it's, it's weird. Nothing pops to mind. So, you're going to have to find a contender because he's going to want to win a Super Bowl and now he gets to pick where he goes. He's going to have to take a discount to do so. It's really weird, but it wouldn't shock me if he went to Tampa Bay. New England's a fancy one, but they don't pay anyone, so he'd have to take a cam-like discount. Like, we're not going to pay you anything uh, unless you produce. So the Rams come to mind because they don't have an established back. The Chargers come to mind because Eckler's missing time. That would be interesting. But I, honestly, even though it makes no sense, I think he's going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, and I think he's going to pop Drake out of there. That's the kind of move they make, and they might pay him for two years and then just use a rotation and see what happens. But it's, I, I it's, legitimately, that, that is that is the stuff of nightmares for me as the Kenyon Drake truther of the, no. of the staff. So um, don't you don't you wish that on me, Ricky Bobby? Oh um, man, I hope he goes to the Rams. I hope he goes to the Rams. That's what I hope for. That, yeah, that would be exciting. Um, so, uh, honestly, I, I, I think we're all in agreement here that we don't think Lev Bell is burnt out. Like, he's not done. He's not washed. Um, if he lands in a right situation, he can provide you um, some pretty damn good fantasy value depending on situation. So, um, we are going to move on from all of the absurdity that involves the New York Jets and that dumpster fire circus uh, to move on to the main topic of the pod we have our mean girls segment you're wearing sweatpants it's monday so so that's against the rules and you can't sit with us whatever those rules aren't real they were real that day i wore a vest because that vest was disgusting you can't sit with us all right so mean girls segment we have got the click of the click, the top 10 at each position. 
And we're going to look at the guys that are on the outside looking in. Who's going to break into that click and end your year as a top 10, being at the pinnacle, wearing pink, you can't sit with us. I want to know. So we're going to start right away with our quarterbacks. Um, obviously, we're going to have some motion as you listen to this list. Right off the rip, number one, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Uh, number two, Pat Holmes. Number three, as of now, is Dak Prescott. We obviously know he's going to be out for the rest of the season, so there's an automatic uh, shift. Uh, after that, at number four, Kyler Murray. Number five uh, is Kyle Allen. And again, uh, these this is Tuesday night, so this game, uh, the rankings haven't been adjusted to figure out Allen's stats. He didn't have a fantastic game, but he'll definitely move up a little bit. Uh, number six, surprisingly, Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, number seven, Tom Brady. Number eight, Deshaun Watson. Uh, number nine, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, again, factor in that he has had his bye, so he is with four weeks played at number nine. And number 10 is Jared Goff. Uh, so those are your top 10. If you'll notice, you did not hear Lamar Jackson's name in that list. So I'm going to start right away. Maddie, Daddy, I can see you trembling. I can see you tensing over there. Talk to me on who's on the outside, peeking in, trying to get into this click of clicks. Yeah, I think it's uh, my boy Gardner. Minshew, man. Um, QB 12 right now. Last four game or five games finishes nine, 10. One bad game at 32, 11, 12. I don't see their defense getting any better, so that means shootouts. He's played good. The Jags are a lot better than I expected them to be this year. You know, Chris Thompson has no role. This is Jamestown's proven. I'd bounce him in, and I'd bounce Golf out. Golf's uh, played against the NFC East so far. So he's, I think, 4-0 against the NFC East. So to me, Golf, his schedule's getting a lot tougher. I know when he gets pressure, he's not as good. I'm putting Gardner in. I'm taking golf out. Excellent. Uh, and with Dak out the rest of the season, does that bump anybody else uh, on that back end uh, up into the conversation for you, Maddie? Yeah, um, Big Ben. Big Ben's been slinging it. I think he's missed one game with the COVID or the bye or whatever. But he's at, a, I'm pretty sure, 25 points a game when he plays. Um, QB 8, QB 17, QB 13, QB 9. He could easily be a top 10 QB in my eyes, especially with the emergence of Chase Claypool. And just if Connor can stay on the field, that offense is dangerous. Uh, the Chase Claypool week has been proclaimed by the, uh, by the fantasy world. Um, excellent. Let's move on to the madman. Madman, talk quarterback to me. Oh, boy. We had a doozy, doozy, doozy. Mr. Jackson struggling. Man. Just not looking the same. That whole offense looking a little troubled. Um, I think he still picks it up a little bit and sneaks in there. But I, my guy who I'm telling, so you got Dak falling out for sure. I don't think Fitz is, Fitz is going to fall out. So we'll start with who's falling out. Dak's falling out, obviously. Fitzgerald is uh, going to have some bad games coming, and Tua's going to get in there sooner. Like, Fitz is not going to finish there. Fitz is going to be great while he's playing. Um, you're going to want to start Fitz. You're going to have fun with Fitz. But he's not going to finish top ten. Um, I, who I think is going to sneak in there just cause he's my fucking guy. And I'm going to put it in there is Teddy fucking Bridgewater is going to finish QB 10, just sneak in there. He's going to be consistent. They're chucking it. 
Carolina Panthers look good. And I feel great about Teddy fucking B as my quarterback rolling down the street. Um, so he's that's currently the, at the quarterback 15. So he's not too far off there, man. Nope. man. And he's uh, – they he, man, that last game, I, I hated it. They're controlling the ball, too. They're just moving it with ease. I mean, it was the Falcons, so that, was, that doesn't really count. Um, and I want to see them continually do it against good defenses. But got to keep in mind, this is a whole new offense, a whole new coaching system, a new quarterback. Everything's new. I mean, the players, a lot of the players are the same, but it's a whole new, whole new dig over there. So you have to think that it's only going to get better, uh, especially with CMC. They don't even have their best player. Mike Davis tearing it up. Um, he was worth all that fab now, wasn't he? So yeah, I'm all, I'm all about the Panthers. I'm all about the Panthers. Awesome. Um, and you mentioned another quarterback being, uh, being halted and graced into our mean girls click. Ooh, your mama. What? <laughs> you got another one. Cause two people are dropping out. You guys. Yeah. You booted two. That means two go in. Oh, uh, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Lamar. Get in there. Lamar. Get in there. Got I mean, gosh, got you've done um, all right, excellent. So, Berkey, uh, round us off on the quarterback uh, top ten. Who's in the That's clip? Fan- fantastic, because you know two or three of these guys are going to drop out with Dak and Fitz. Fitz being replaced, Dak is clearly being replaced, unfortunately. Goff is a little tentative. Uh, Rodgers, they like to run the ball late. Brady, late in the season, they're going to do the same kind of thing. So, it's interesting because Teddy B and Gardner could both definitely get in there. Um, Lamar will probably be, get in there. But I'm going to pick two because I'm going to drop Dak. Fitz and Goff and Jackson's getting in. And then uh, I'm going to go with Cam Newton, who's only played three games. That's why he's so far down. He's getting 24 and a half a game. And then Big Ben's a great name. Uh, but I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, a little bit of a homer pick, I guess. Ben's, Ben's missed a game, and he's like four points ahead of Stafford. Stafford's missed a game, but his first game he didn't have Kenny. And Kenny coming back, if Matt can finish out the season with a coaching staff that is clearly playing for their jobs, not though Tomlin is play, not playing to win, the coaching staff is, if we fall behind, they're going to have to lean on him 40, 50 times because if not, they're out of town. So I'm going to take Cam, I'm going to take Matt, and then I'm going to take Lamar over Goff. There you go. Uh, yeah, Goff, just like uh, Matty Daddy had pointed out, very tough rest of the, ske- rest of the season schedule as he's played pretty soft uh, against the NFC East, which we know uh, is, is kind of the, the ass end of the NFL as far as division-wise and competition. Um, great. So uh, I just want to mention uh, no, no love for Joe Burrow, which is, I guess, okay. But, uh, you know, everyone kind of drops off against this game against Baltimore where, it, come on. It's Baltimore defense uh, against a rookie. He's he was gonna see fits. He was sacked seven times. So uh, you know I, his passer rating has just been it, it's been increasing every single game. Sixty six on the first game against Chargers uh, in a very defensive tough game. Ninety uh, passer rating. The next week against Cleveland, one hundred and five passer rating against uh, Philadelphia, ninety two passer rating against Jacksonville. He's you know he's developing a connection with T Higgins. Uh, I love me some Joe Burrow, as these guys know in our uh, in our meeting place that was the rivalry is born sixteen man dynasty full PPR super flex tight end premium league that brought us all together as a staff. Uh, he was my guy. I, I made a, I made a pretty serious trade in the second round to go up and get him um, to lock him up. So I'm really hoping to see some, some great progression from 
from my boy Joey B. So um, moving next to uh, the running back position, this is going to seem pretty pretty stock up in the beginning, but we're going to run through it because there's definitely going to be some changes, as you'll notice, uh, once we get towards the, the middle end of the or the middle of the top ten. So at number one, we have Alvin Kamara. Number two, Dalvin Cook. Number three, Zeke Elliott. Number four, Aaron Jones. Number five, Chris Carson. Number six, Josh Jacobs. Number seven, Mike Davis. Number eight, Kareem Hunt. Number nine, Jamestown Robinson. Uh, and number 10, rounding it out, Joe Mixon. Uh, on the outside, looking in pretty close by Todd Gurley, CEH, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Miles Gaskin, Jarek McKinnon, Miles Sanders, and, my, and David Montgomery. Um, I'm going to hand it off to Berkey first. I want you to talk running back to me because there's definitely going to be a shift here with Mike Davis being in at number seven. Oh, yeah, it's it's the most volatile position. I'm going to drop a bunch of people. Carson's at five. He's not top ten. Davis is at seven. He's not top ten. Jamestown at nine. He's not top ten. Mixon at ten. He's not top ten. So that's four. I'm taking four out. It's it's four out, just four in. taking four out. I guess I got to put four in. Really, I have three. It's just uh, <laughs> at this point, some people haven't played as many games. Take that into account. Schedule is huge. Take that into account. And then what the team wants to accomplish is huge. Um, you, you like to chase your offenses, snap counts, touches, yada, yada. It's all great. But that's all shuffles itself out at the end of the season. There's a lot of people that break on late. Uh, the first guy on my list, Derrick Henry, has only played three games. Guy's a beast. Probably the most physical, uh, definitely. Probably the best running back as a between the tackles. And he's been getting outside this year. And that offense is humming. So COVID and injury willing, I'm going to put Henry up there. That's one. CMC has only played two games. He's going to clearly miss another. And then he's got his bye. Uh, but he just – he has such boom potential. The question is, is Mike Davis just going to get shoved to the side? And you would think no, and they're going to ease him back and yada, yada. The answer uh, is but yes. Mike Davis Christian, goes back to the bench. Correct. Chris, Christian McCaffrey's just – gonna play you can't take him off the field maybe he plays 80 percent of the snaps at a 99.2 you know <laughs> maybe he sits out on punts and shit but he's gonna play he's gonna put up huge numbers so that's two i think that miles sanders is a top 10 guy and i think that clyde or jt two of those three i believe will be in the top 10 so i'll take miles for the receptions we play in a ppr league even half ppr accounts and i will take um Clyde for the offense, both for the offenses that will assumingly run through them to a degree, Miles more so than Clyde, but Kansas City better than Philly, whereas Jonathan Taylor on those Colts, I've cooled on him a bit. I'm still pretty high. I definitely think he'd be top 10. Uh, but he got six catches his first game. After that, he's not really involved. They're using Wilkins. They're running out the clock with other people. They're clearly trying to keep him fresh. So although I think he's got a tremendous – value and a tremendous career ahead of him and a tremendous playoff run god willing for the colts he is not necessarily going to produce in fantasy like a top five guy on any given week and so without those boom weeks it's going to drop him closer like rb15 which is solid as all get out he's always putting up between 10 and 20 but without those weeks of 40 you know it's just – it's a season long. This is the rest of the season. So, uh, to sum it up, I'm bumping out Carson, Davis, Jamestown, Mixon. I'm putting in Clyde, Sanders, Henry, and Christian McCaffrey. 
Excellent. Uh, you know, and that's, that's a, a pretty good poll. Uh, you know, some people will not be as uh, agreeable on Christian McCaffrey being able to top in, but uh, again, with that, with that upside um, that he presents. Uh, and I love the point of JT, just the, that lack of boom, 40 point weeks that can vault him into there, especially I think with Philip Rivers looking washed. Uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton was out there diving two yards sooner than his route was ending to, to catch the ball that was in the ground. So I think teams are going to latch on to this and realize that Phillip Rivers can't push the ball and kind of stack it on JT. But I do agree right around the RB15, um, a phenomenal ending for a rookie. And, and um, you know, he's looking pretty solid. So uh, let's get over to the madman himself. Madman, let's talk some running backs. Who's in the click? Who's out of the click? You know what? Why don't you go over to Maddie Daddy real quick? I got to take a leak. <laughs> that is the best part of any show we've ever had. I wonder if he's actually taking a leak or if he's like Googling shit right now. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, uh, well, he keeps his video off so we can't see the madman. That's why he's always lurking in the shadows. Uh, so I never know exactly what's happening. Uh, Maddie Daddy, uh, let's, let's continue on with some running backs. Uh, you're on mute, my friend, so we'll need to have you to. The damn mute button, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> I think Berkey hit it on the head a lot with Clyde Edwards Lair, JT, guys like that. I don't know if I'm feeling as frisky as he is booting four. I definitely believe Henry's locked and loaded. I can see Davis leaving. Uh, Mixon still scares me. I think end of the year he'll probably have enough up games to get that back end. RB1, uh, the guy I'm kind of considering that I think's a good buy low is Raheem Mostert. He had 11 for 90. They use him. He produces when he plays. To me, he's an RB1. Uh, in redraft, I think I'd want him more than JT, in my opinion. But Clyde's definitely in there. Mixon's definitely out. Uh, Davis won't play the whole year or so. And then Carson's injury history. So you can definitely make a case for a lot of guys, especially JT, even David Montgomery a little bit. But he, you know, it just depends on what we have with Foles. But I would keep an eye out on uh, David Montgomery and Raheem Mostert. Those are my two. Uh, right, yeah, uh, Raheem Mostert, absolutely. Especially since we have uh, watched the game or this last week, Jerick McKinnon, one carry. Uh, and I know Madman is going to have something to say about that because he shares a love for McKinnon that I do as well. Um, Madman, do we have you back from your leakage? Yes, I'm properly leaked, properly dreamed. Um, I sold McKinnon in everywhere, I, almost everywhere I had him. I tried to right before this game because I didn't know what was going to happen. So um, yeah, I had a feeling it, it, I didn't think it would be like this. I didn't think he'd get nothing. That was weird. I mean, Definitely did not plan. I thought he would still get a bulk of the care, like a, at least 30% or something like that. Nothing. That was weird. All right, let's dig into these running backs. Um, who we got leaving? Chris Carson ain't leaving. Sorry, Berkey. Chris Carson's a real fucking deal. I love watching Chris Carson play. Yes. Fucking Chris yes, Carson. Man, is man. He is such a great win now piece <laughs> in, in a dynasty format and in redraft. He's a fucking – the guy got <laughs> – his alligator rolled or that guy fucking tried to take his leg off and he just came back the next week and he's gotten the, the injury label. And I don't know why, I don't know why he didn't finish 
the year, two years in a row, he played like 14 or 15 games, and he got injured late in the year. Do the guy. Man, I want to. I want to interject real quick because I'm such a fan of Chris Carson and his situation. His whole point this year was to prove was to wash that tag of being injury prone. He is totally fighting and 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 training and working every single day to wash that tag uh, from his name. So um, I agree. I don't understand where it comes from. Nope, it's not there. So you got Mr. Carson's definitely cemented in there. He just looks so good. Um, we got who's leaving? Well, I mean, Cook with the injury could possibly be leaving. He's so damn explosive when he's in there, though. And shame on you. When we were talking about Cook and everything, too, if you don't I, – I, I have a rule with owning Dalvin Cook. The guy's amazing. He's explosive as fuck. He's a fantastic running back, catches the ball, does, ball it, all. does it all. But you better have Madison. You better have Madison. That's my rule with owning Cook. If you own Cook, you better own Madison. Uh, shame on you for not doing it because he's, he's, he's not nicked up pretty much uh, every – he had that stretch last year, but uh, I don't want to call him injury prone because I'm not going to go that far yet. I want to see how he bounces back from this injury. And I still want to give the guy the proper amount of time to uh, to prove himself. So think- who's leaving? Mike Davis is obviously leaving. Isn't that amazing, though? That's just like Berkey was talking about with CMC. He could obviously get in there. If Mike Davis missed a game and a half um, or two, basically two games, he wasn't. Even in that game, he came in for CMC. He had like seven catches. It's fucking crazy. Um, that just tells you how high CMC is going to be. And that's as a CMC owner, I love seeing how good Mike Davis is doing because we all had question marks about the Panthers. We're like, is it still going to be as good as last year? I don't think it'll be as good as last year's because they literally just threw the ball to him every fucking play and him and DJ Moore. And they, they seem to be spreading it around more now with Robbie. You got DJ Moore. You got it's they're going to spread it around, but CMC is still going to be fucking number one running back. Still going to be the guy. Um, I think Mixon stays. I want to keep Jamestown in there. I really do. But I got <laughs> I, I, I to put Clyde in there. I got to put Clyde in there. I think touchdown regression is coming. I think he's going to have some monster games. Under, monster he looks games good. Under Clyde looks good. Uh, JT, on the other hand, does not look good to me. It's not even that JT doesn't look good. He looks okay. He looks like a rookie. He looks like he's struggling. He's trying to be like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when I watch him play. He's gotten a little – I think it was a little bit better last game from what I saw. But the Colts and Phillip Rivers are goddamn trash nuggets. They are just pieces of fucking – like, Phillip Rivers is trash. And the O-line just is not creating the way it was last year at all. <coughs> um, right. I'm not and put it on that O-line, O-line not creating is, is kind of sh- highlighting Jonathan Taylor's lack of vision per se. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and just proclaim that he has no vision, but we've seen on multiple occasions thus far that Jonathan Taylor does not create for himself. He takes what's given and doesn't really burst through the holes that he needs to. Uh, He'll just wait and wait and wait or run into the back of his lineman. Yeah, I don't agree with that though. He he looks like Miles Sanders did last year. Okay, where they kept giving it to Jordan Howard, and then they were forced to give him the ball, but he was halfway through the season. It looks like he's trying to do too much. What Jonathan Taylor takes is two yards after contact. So if you can get it to – he gets to the second level, he's going to go to the house. And if you can get him five yards deep, he's going to get seven. If he gets hit at the line, he's going to get two. I mean, the, the O-line is creating space. The biggest fear for me is that Wilkins is the one getting the nice gashes. And why are they leaning on him – the, 
the positive point is that the Colts defense might be the best in the NFL. I don't believe so, but if you just look at the stats, it changes every year. It could be. So the game script should be positive, barring Phillip Rivers throwing four picks a game. So then it would lean on Jonathan Taylor, but they're not. They're giving those carries to Wilkins, and Wilkins is getting a nice yard for Gary. And Jonathan Taylor is just young, and he's just trying to figure out when to go. So he looks just like Miles Sanders did to me last year, which is why I put him right at RB15 because that's where Sanders ended. I mean, he's going to come on late when they have no other choice or where they're trying to win to get into the playoffs. But for this, you know, beginning of the season, he's going to underproduce. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's all valid. And, and you like game script, game script obviously could be there as that defense is pretty incredible uh, as we've seen. So uh, moving forward with our mean girls, click of clicks. Uh, I want to go right to Maddie daddy with our wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to list them off for you. Uh, Deandre Hopkins. This is a PPR league. Everyone. DeAndre Hopkins, number one, Adam Thielen, number two, Calvin Ridley, three, DK, four, Tyreek Hill, five, Robbie Anderson, six, Amari Cooper, seven, Allen Robinson, eight, Tyler Lockett, nine, and yes, C.D. Lamb at ten. Matty Daddy, who's in, who's out? I'll be honest, guys. I'm not a big receiver guy. I don't really – it's hard to, for me to predict a receiver's outcome or future. I'm not a big fan. I don't really care for him. All I can think about is fucking DK Metcalf. Holy fuck. Yeah, he then, then tell me – then give me give me the Regina George of the wide receivers. Is it DK? Is he the queen bee of the wide receivers this year? Holy moly. I mean, can you not – does he not look yummy? I mean, Jesus. Wide, wide receiver four so far. I might like him more than Ridley now. I mean, is that – too much to say or not amongst the the fantasy twitter verse because every single thing i see dynasty related is dk is now the number one dynasty wide receiver it's it's constant it's huge. i got one other i'm not like i said i'm just kind of an outsider looking in at receiver but robbie anderson Preseason ranked wide receiver 57, and he sits here at six. Right. Holy guacamole. So that right there, you you just led the madman in uh, with a red carpet, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the gates down and, and let the madman go. Madman, <laughs> wide receivers. I love me some wide receivers. I love wide receivers. And I know you love Robbie Anderson, too. Exactly. And I was going to give a Robbie cheer. He's Mr. Anderson. That's my new nickname for Robbie Anderson. He's Mr. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Not not hitting you. Not hitting you. So, but Robbie, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's legit, dude. I I want to keep him in there. I think I'm just going to keep him in there just like I did Teddy. Because I am – the target share is ridiculous. Five games, man. He's got to be up at the lead in targets. I'm, I'm willing to bet. If anyone can look that stat up for me, where he is in targets in the league, I bet you he's near the top. Um, so you can't not bet on that for a team that's going to throw the ball as much. I think DJ Moore recovers and the target share might even out a bit at some point. But, man, right now it's not. Um, DK, holy fuck. I'm still taking Ridley over DK. Um, but he's been so inefficient. Like, 
last night, the, the game the other night on Sunday night, it really hit there. This is why the hype is getting out of control is when Russ talked after the game too. And I realized, man, these guys have been training together and, but I DK is a fucking enigma to me. And I've gone through pain because of it. Cause I just didn't see, he looked so clunky last year. When I watch him out there, he just, he looked too big. I know it's ridiculous, but he just looked too damn big to be good. It just didn't make sense to me. And here he is now. He's still only catching like half his passes. And, but Russ is obsessed with him. Russ loves him and is, is like wanting to just make him great. And so he's going to keep targeting him, even if he misses. Like, it's funny. The first game, he had this awful drop. And because I was off DK, I, I laughed. And I'm like, yeah, he can't catch the fucking ball. And then Russ doesn't care if he drops the ball. Like, I was thinking and why I wasn't on DK. It was like, he's going to get to a point where if he drops enough passes, he's just going to – because he's so efficient with Lockett. His efficiency with Lockett is fucking through the roof. I think it's historical. I, I don't think any, any combination has been as efficient. And so – but Russ doesn't care. He just keeps throwing it to him. He just doesn't care. He just wants to keep throwing it to him. And so that's what makes him so valuable now is Russ doesn't care if he fucking drops one. He's going to throw it back the next time. Um, and so, yeah, DK's, DK's not leaving. He's staying here. Uh, I love my – I got to give an honor – like just I got to love Thielen being here. Thielen's solid number two. He's probably only a few points behind Hopkins. Yes, no, yes. Uh, no Thielen is is so close behind, but Thielen in standard league or half point PPR is number one. Damn right. Those touchdowns, man. I told you, I bet Mr. Berkowitz that he was going to outscore Julio this year because of touchdowns. That's why. That's why. Touchdowns, man. He's the, he's a serious red zone guy. Um, and he's he's but the old term butt buddy man. I love those sweet connections. Those uh, the butt buddy connection between the QB. That's why Cooper Cup too. It looks for him on third down, red zone, third down and red zone. Man, those are the wide receivers that love having. Um, so it's mosey on down here towards the bottom. Amari, you got a question with fucking uh, with the red rifle coming in. Who's he gonna favor? Who's he gonna love? I don't know if Amari and Lamb now finish in the top ten. I might take them both out. A-Rob, I think, is just going to keep getting peppered because they have no running game. So I like A-Rob more in PPR, but he's still a touchdown red zone threat, so you got to like him just as much in half-point PPR. Um, hot Lockett. Damn, how do I – I kind of want to – I'm going to take out Lockett just because I think Evans, touchdown upside, like I said before, this season he could go, easily have fucking 15-plus touchdowns. I said it was a lock that he would have 10-plus. He's already got, what, five, six? Um – and so Evans with the touchdown upside is going to finish in there. And, oh, and I got to, I got to say too, I'm going to finish with this guy who's going to knock out Amari and lamb is fucking Stefan Diggs. I could not have been more wrong. I mean, nobody, I, I don't think anybody could have been right though about Kyle Allen's going to come out and start. He's never thrown for 300 yards and he comes out now every game throwing for 300 yards. I guess I got to forgive myself on Diggs because I want Diggs. I've been trying to trade for him, and I just you can't anymore. It's too late because he is just getting absolutely peppered as, almost as much as Robbie Anderson. It is, it is crazy uh, to, you know, when we talk about that because when we look back, we look at DK Metcalf, and me personally, when I was studying his tape uh, coming out of Ole Miss, he was so tight-hipped. Like, amazing measurables, yes. He was just so tight hip. He wasn't fluid. He couldn't run all. He did. He didn't run a full route tree. I can't say he couldn't, but 
you know, the, it, it, it's happening. It's happening. He's doing these things. Um, and, and also we've got just the emergence, just like you were talking about um, with, with uh, Josh Allen, uh, not Kyle Allen for the Buffalo Bills. He couldn't complete a deep ball. He could not do it. And that was just what we've seen from him. And Stephon Diggs comes into the picture and, and everyone's like, okay, so we're going to take a deep ball guy and give him to the worst percentage deep ball thrower. Yeah, that's not going to work. And it's, holy hell, like Madman, you couldn't have said it better. Like, what the hell is going on? So um, the window is closed for Diggs, but it's just – it's incredible what we've seen from him. Um, even after tonight, I think he was targeted um, 11 times in the first half. He was a little bit force-fed, but unbelievable from Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, that connection. Um, moving uh, to the finish of the wide receiver, click. Uh, Berkey, what do you got? Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, – man, wide receivers is not my strong suit because I just – okay, so it's, we play five games and you see that there are two from the same team twice because those are the offenses throwing for a bazillion yards. So how's it going to shake out? There are a few names I want to throw in there. Diggs was one of them. Diggs is great. Uh, no one thought Josh Allen was going to do this. At, I can't 14, say it better. So he's he is peeking in the in the door right now. Oh well, he's going to get there. See, he he's he's <laughs> yeah, he's going to get there. It's fine. So when I look at people that are going to pop in, I'm looking for somebody with no competition. Uh, that's Devontae Adams. That's Stephon Diggs. And then the guy I'm going to say is really going to piss Madman off. So before I do it, let me give him a compliment. Robbie Anderson is sixth. In targets, my man. Sixth. He's getting targeted like wildfire. Yeah, Suddenly. Robbie Anderson. Teddy Robbie Anderson Teddy threw four games. He threw four games. He has 34 targets, 28 receptions, 377 yards. So, it's it's target monster over there. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm putting Devontae. Okay, who am I taking out? See, it gets difficult because it's tough because everybody's on the same team. I'm definitely taking out Robbie Anderson. Um. And Lamb or Amari. See, because he's going to target one more than the other. They can't – they're not going to throw for 400, 500 yards a game anymore. So, one of them is dropping out for sure. And I'm going to take out Robbie. I'm going to put in Devontae Adams. I'm going to put in Diggs. And then my nice little uh, don't freak out too soon because it's so early is going to be DJ Moore because he can eat up the in-between. They're going to still have all the garbage. Everything can't go to Robbie, can it? It's Robbie Anderson. I know it's his old coach. I know he's playing great. Everything can't continue to go to him, right? I mean, Russell Gage was like our wide receiver 11 like a week ago. He's down to 35. It's, it fluctuates so much. Yeah, This is kind of how I got in connection with Sean, the madman, is he just – his strong points that he is – openly says that are his strong points are definitely my weak points. They're in-season trades. They're uh, creating a, an avenue for discussion, even if it doesn't lead to anything, to build a relationship. And they are wide receivers. So, Berkey. Uh, Berkey. They got, yeah. Hey, Berkey. This is Matt, man. Um, <laughs> are you biting your lip right now? No. I think you're no. thinking uh, – I think you meant to say Will Fuller, not DJ Moore. Mm. Yeah, Will Fuller's fun. The problem is the best wide receiver on that on that team is Brandon Cook, so I don't even know when Brandon's going to show up at oh, that. But Will Fuller's so fun, baby. Fuller is so much better – or funner oh. to have. He's such a better option. Oh. But when you look at 
like actual NFL, the best wide receiver on the team is either Brandon Cooks or Randall Cobb. The best uh, option. Uh, the best option in fantasy is Will Fuller. Get out of here! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, I remember that. I'm not got my fist balled up right I'm now. I'm not buying Washington. I'm not buying the Jets. I'm not buying Houston. Okay, dumpster fires don't concern me. I'm as, good. As, the the one I, that's coming as, up though is Devontae Adams because he's only played two games. He's a monster. He has no competition. He will definitely end there. And then Stephon Diggs because the same thing. He doesn't have competition. He's got all the targets. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Hold on. I got to say real quick, Devontae Adams, man, I, I just completely spaced out on him. Like completely. Adams is well, that's why I'm here for you. Adams, I'm so looking forward to Adams' return. He's just going to fucking dominate. And, yes, he's going to finish top ten still, even after missing, what, two, three what games. What about Michael Thomas? Yeah. No, Michael's not nah, too late. Too late. Hey, he about, was a target about, hog. I know, about, but he wasn't week one, and, he, and the offense is changing. And then when he comes back, they're just going to try and take him away. And he's getting in fights with his teammates. He's a jackass. Not listen, like that matters. Listen, Antonio Browns listen, is a jackass. Listen, but. listen. Let me put on why Michael Thomas got in a fight. Not a fight. He threw slant. a punch. He threw a punch because he was called Slant Man, which he takes such offense to because it <laughs> relates to the fact that he only runs the slant route, and that's why he's successful. He takes such offense to that. He punched his own friggin' teammate. Just a good to, one, just, yeah. a good teammate, a, a leader, a locker room what, guy. Punched him in the head. Yeah, it was Jenkins, and he's. They're was, wearing helmets. <laughs> they're wearing helmets. What the fuck are you doing? Gonna hurt your yeah. best weapon, your hands. Uh, so deep, like, real quick with his with his route tree. Michael Thomas is the best last year, and he's a slant guy. They can run it all, but that's where he kills. Debo was a hot commodity as a rookie coming on late, and all they did was that run pass option, which is a slant. You don't have to have a full route tree. You just have to be uncoverable. And DK's uncoverable. The man's unbelievable. If there's anybody that stays in this list, it's DK. And it's not Ridley or Thielen or Hopkins, even though they're the obvious options. It's DK. No one can cover him. Yeah. I, 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 love, I love that take. DK, we're rooting for you, man, especially with uh, you know, just the evolution in your game. So, all right, real quick, we're going to run through the tight ends. Um, this is just such a shit show altogether. So number one, Travis Kelsey, because he is the ultimate. Like he, just, it, it doesn't matter. It's Travis Kelsey. Uh, number two, your boy, Madman Darren Waller. Number three, Mark Andrews. Number four, freaking Robert Tanya. Number four, even with the bye this week. Uh, Mike Gusecki, number five. Jimmy Graham, number six. George Kittle, number seven, obviously because of injury. Number eight, Noah Fant, even with injury. Number nine, Hunter Henry. And number 10, Tyler Higby. Uh, real quick rapid fire round. Um, give me the guys that you're looking to pop into our click of clicks, Mean Girls. Uh, Eric, Mr. Berkey Burke, what's up? Yeah, if it's not a top guy, I don't, I'm not even concerned about tight end. I'm just going to stream off matchups. So I don't have too much. It's Kellis, it's Waller. <laughs> it's it. I, yeah, I'm not going to pay for anybody. Unless it's Kels, Waller, Andrews, or Kittle. Um, I'm just not going to do it. It's tight end. Yep, yep. And that's gross out there. It's, it's been gross. You know what? Uh, actually, uh, I do need to mention John o. Smith having a huge game tonight. He was at number 12 before tonight, and he came through with a touchdown. 
Um, I believe like six targets, maybe four receptions. I could be wrong on that as I don't have yeah. the stats pulled up. But um, Maddie, Daddy, what do you got on tight ends? Um, yeah, it's fun seeing Jimmy Graham in Chicago. Just kind of see him getting fed at least, you know, I think it's like four or five targets a game, scoring a touchdown every other game. That's kind of seems like a safe, low-end tight end one. Gasecki's been fun. He's been up and down. Uh, Janu, what about Austin Hooper, man? Like, he's been fed targets. I don't know if that's a thing, things to come, but, uh, yeah, Janu. I'm not sure about Higby, though, man. Like, he just hasn't impressed me so far. But, uh, Especially with Gerald Everett getting the, the majority of targets. Uh, I mean, not majority of tar- majority of targets for the tight ends and coming out with 90 while Higby only received two targets last week. And then uh, last one, Jared Cook. I think he could sneak in there just with tight end being so volatile. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. tight ends is a shit show for sure. It is. It is. So – that was it. That is the Mean Girls segment. Oh, wait, no, Madman. Jesus, I'm leaving you out in the corner. That's because you're in the shadows lurking, my man. I can't see you over there. You're not missing much. I just want to give an honorable mention to Janu Smith. I think he's going to be – he's going to be right – you're going to want to own Janu. He's one of the – there's very few outside those top five guys that you want to own. Janu is one of them. He's my top – he's my top guy after the big four. Um, I want Janu. He's my number five. Four. Huh? Only four of them. Uh, yeah, okay. My top dynasty guy is Irv Smith. Don't sleep on Irv Smith. Huge catches. I can't stand oh, the coach for the Vikings, but I love me some God, man, because Ertz died. I have a team where Ertz just died. Ertz oh, is dead. Ertz. What the fuck happened to Ertz? What is up with them? Too, I don't yeah. know what's up with that. Wait, the Berkey, hold on. Just to clarify, Berkey, were you saying Hayden Hurst or Zach Ertz? Ir- Irv Smith. I'm saying worst Irv. one of the three. Irv Smith, way down there. I I was wondering why you mentioned the Vikings. So, Irv Smith coming into the conversation. Yeah, I like Irv Smith. Real quick, what's what's the deal with Zach Irv? Like, is he going to bounce back? He looks like Jason Witten. It's gross. I mean, is he he washed (laughs) or is it just him being the only option? They're just – yeah, yeah, like we talked about, uh, Sean and I talked about a ton. Waller's going to open up because they added those options. And, there's, you know, when the wide receiver core gets healthier, it actually helps the tight end because you can use them and you can be the best friend. But at this point, they're taking them away so early and the O-line's so bad that Wentz yeah. has to get off him so quickly. And then when he forces it in there, it's – what do you have, like four yards? Like <laughs> One reception from six yeah. targets for four it's, yards. It's <laughs> just – Bad. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, um, you know, Zach Ertz obviously always a contender to hop in there in the top ten, which is crazy. We're even talking about him as being a top ten contender, maybe. Jason uh, Witten was tight end eleven. Witten was tight end eleven last year. I mean, like it's not hard to be a top ten, but it's it's Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz is outside the top fifteen this year That's so as of now so all right guys that is it for the uh mean curls segment uh the click of clicks get out there check your leagues check who we're talking about go out make those trades uh and and you know what we've got a special little ending to the show for you before we get out of here we're gonna do a blind date speed segment uh this is it for the blind date speed
All right, for this, we've got quick questions. We're gonna ask the, our favorite co-hosts and analysts. Very quick fire, we're gonna go wrap it around. We're gonna start with Maddie Daddy, then we're gonna go to the Madman, and then we're gonna finish with Berkey. I've got this or that questions for you. Hit me with it, rest of season, Minshew or Dalton? It's a Minshew, Bob. Don't trust Dalton with the tackles and uh, center out. We're gonna go Minshew on this one. Madman? Red Rifle. <laughs> Red Rifle. Berkey, what do you got? Minshew. Minshew. Two Minshew, one Dalton. I'm taking Dalton. We're tying it up. Uh, next off, Matty Daddy. J.D. McKissick or Jamal Williams? Oh, that's not close for me. Jamal Williams. Excellent, Madman. And Jamal. And Jamala. <laughs> Berkey. McKissick. I'm going Jamal Williams. I love the look and difference from uh, him from last year to this year uh, and just his involvement in the last week before the bye. I loved it and still allowed Aaron Jones to be uh, Aaron Jones and do his thing. Uh, moving on, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Maddie Daddy. Ooh, do I want Woods pedestrian wide receiver? Too? Let's go Woods. Let's hope he gets to score some touchdowns. Cooper's too up and down for me. Woods. Madman? Amari Pooper. Berkey? Amari. All right. Woods tying it up. <laughs> I just like to make it even, boys. Um, Montgomery or Rojo? Maddie? Montgomery. Monty. 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 Oh, Monty. All right. I'm a Monty as well. Uh, cats or dogs? Maddie, Daddy. Oh, 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 oh dog himself madman what do you got you know yeah, <laughs> yeah just... <laughs> Berkey, I'm, what do you got? I'm gonna i'm gonna say dogs by a lot however i own two cats so i was you it, know this question was directed for you yeah it was i see, know but how see, many cats when you when you have women in your life and they want a cat, and you have a cat, and they leave you with the cat, then you're faced with, do I just destroy this animal's life, or do I, am I going to be a cat owner? So I own Berkey's not one. Berkey's a crazy cat lady. But I am a crazy cat man. It's merman. Crazy cat man with a huge mer coach. <laughs> mer I'm going to go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one cats. fully admitted cat man, and we have one uh, forced cat man. Uh, Maddie, Daddy, I'm with you. I got my boy Cody laying next to me right now. My pure red German Shepherd just kicking it, uh, staring at me, waiting to play. So, uh, all right, beer or liquor? What do we got, Maddie, Daddy? No, Brian. If I'm drinking beer, it's drop top titty tipping time. So it's Miller Lite all day. Beer. <laughs> Madman. Liquor, booze. Give me the booze. Jesus, I'm beer too. Oh, God, I'm tequila all day. Give me any tequila. Uh, all right. I just apparently like to even it out so we can just have more conversations. Um, okay, this is the one I like to uh, just pose uh, this or that. Would you rather be the fantasy champ in all of your leagues for one year or come first in each league one after the other? Maddie. I'll take it for the long run first and uh, spread it out a little bit. I'm going to be a gamer no matter what, so I'm okay waiting. Madman? I want it all in one year, and then I'm going to quit. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to retire. 
It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> you don't quit. You don't quit after that run. You retire. You yeah. you go somewhere and you write books about it. I'll take them all in one. <laughs> yeah. I'll take You're them taking them all in one too, Berkey? Yeah, I'll take them all in one year. I'm in a bunch of leagues. If I, I'll take them all one year over and then never win again. That's, yeah. that's how much that's yeah, how cool so, it would be to win every one of these leagues in one year. That was that was the caveat to the question that I missed was, uh, you know, you're not going to win again after that year for a very, very long time. So, um, I, you know, I've placed in first in one of my uh, money leagues every single year I've been doing it. That's why I continue to do it. So, I've had that feeling. I've had that sensation. Um, and I've won uh, three in one year, which was incredible. Uh, paid for my Christmas, let me tell you. But I, I, I got to agree with, uh, with Berkey and Madman. You know, to be the champ in all my leagues in one year, oh, my glory. So um, Just the smack talk would pay for itself. I would talk oh, shit for a sure. decade. I'd be telling kids on the street I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Hey, dude, check this out. Open your sleeper app real quick. Check this out. Check, yeah, open your sleeper app. Like, yeah. hey, check out this class ring, 84. I think there's seven touchdowns right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. I'm selling steaks, Omaha steaks. They're delicious. <laughs> Buy a coat. Buy a few. Oh, shit. Hey, you should join my league, man. <laughs> oh, God. That about wraps it up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my fantasy affairians, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to be back with you. Uh, Maddie, Daddy, where can they get at you? Get at me at Maddie Daddy 2652. Before I get out of here, I want to give a shout out to Tight Ends Matter, Sam Giles. We'll be hitting him up on table for two this week. We got a lot of good yum yums heading your way with that pot as well. Maddie Daddy 2652 later. Berkey, where can they find you, my friend? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Eric Burkholder6 on Twitter. Send me anything you want. Uh, you know, start sit, questions, general trades. The random uh, cat memes, whatever the hell you got, man. Whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you get flooded with those now. Um, Madman, tell us how you uh, put up the bat light for people to see. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk, you can do that. That's, uh, that's all I can offer you. I don't want to talk to you. Um, I prefer to stay in the shadows and talk to myself. And if you would like to listen to me talk to myself, go ahead and check out on Spotify or uh, – one of your local podcast deliver delivery systems, uh, uh, Dynasty Madman. Search Dynasty Madman. You'll find the Madman. And uh, yeah, love you guys. Great <laughs> night, rocket football. Twenty and um, zero. I love it. Um, and again, uh, my name Brian Manganero. You can find me at Twitter at Brian G M F F Affair. Uh, please check out the website, www.fffair.com. Uh, our new members writing articles, uh, getting stuff, content out to you as quickly as we possibly can. And hit us up on Twitter, please. Uh, Affair. Um, ask us your questions. Talk to us. Starts or sits, just like Perky said. Um, reach out to us because I, I just want to relink into earlier. Uh, we are here for you guys. Uh, through this this troubled time and, and this tough time for many families and friends. Um, talk to us, whatever you got, reach out to us. We're happy to be here as your neighbors and as humans. Um, so for that, as your host, um, you know, we love to have you. Thank you, my fantasy affairians. And boys, cheers. What a show. Cheers. cheers. We'll see you next time.